Welcome to the Connect Extension podcast brought to you by the eExtension Foundation. eExtension is a membership-based nonprofit designed to be the engine fueling U.S. Cooperative Extension's advancement and making a more visible and measurable impact in support of education outreach from land-grant universities and colleges located in every state and territory. E-Extension is embedded in the U.S. Cooperative Extension System and serves on the Extension Committee on Organization and Policy. It provides an array of opportunities for extension professionals that foster innovation creation, the adoption of innovations at member institutions, and increased impact of extension programs. This work is supported by membership dollars and funding from USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture, grant number 2019 41595 30124. I'm Aaron Wybe, your host for today's podcast. Today, we're going to continue having conversations with individuals that participated in eExtension's Impact Collaborative Summit this past October. Over the last couple of episodes, I've provided an overview of the Impact Collaborative Program and more specifically, the Impact Collaborative Summit and what that experience was like. Today, we have two guests that are from a team in Oregon. And what's unique about this team was it wasn't just extension professionals working together. In fact, it was one extension professional that formed a team with her community partners and brought them to the summit. Now, about a year ago at eExtension, we had put together a white paper on what makes teams successful that come through the Impact Collaborative Program. And one of those keys to success that we have found from our experience was teams that were bringing those community partners to the table to help with that program development right from the beginning. So I'm going to go ahead and let our guests introduce themselves and we'll get started. Okay. Well, my name is Nikki Shira, and I'm the STEM and Innovation Coordinator for the Frontier STEM Hub. And I work through Malheur Education Service District, serving Malheur County in Eastern Oregon. Barbara Brody, Oregon State University. I have a split position. I um, am assigned to 4-H, Family and Community Health, and then I oversee the SNAP-Ed program in Malheur County. Well, welcome to both of you. And Barbara, I'm going to ask you first, what is your program or project all about? So Nikki and I have been working together for over four years. And in looking and doing some of the research in our community, we have the highest child poverty rate in the state, which is comparable and equal to the um, some of the highest in the na- nation. And so all the programming that we've been doing centers about lifting the youth up and helping them in their future. And so Nikki sits on a couple committees and this came about, we had a makerspace, but then it came about with the internships. And so um, putting the two together instead of standalone programs and dovetailing them to scale up. And so Nikki has a different position um, than me and has a connection, closer connection to the school districts. And so that key came back out of some needs out of the school districts as well. And Nikki, I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Like Barb said, we have um, two, two components to our project. So the overarching project is called Workforce Readiness. 
So again, it's seeking to narrow that opportunity gap that so many of our students face due to poverty and, and remote rural schools that, that they participate in these schools. And, and we just know that children of poverty face different barriers and are less likely to be successful in school and, and struggle entering the job force later in life. And so our overarching project is workforce readiness, and we're combining the makerspace, providing opportunities for students in the schools with internships, connecting students to um, local career and job opportunities. Something that's a little bit different about the makerspace too is because we have so much, we're the, one of the largest, the second largest geographical county in the state. And so the schools don't have resources, don't have teachers, don't have um, the capacity to offer programs like this. And so it's critical in the roles that we play that we can team with the schools and with industry with different, we have different community partners on this project to be able to bring the resources to them so that that gap that Nikki talked about, we can reduce that barrier and fill that gap for the, the youth in rural schools, as well as provide um, professional development for educators and community partners. So it goes side by side with the learning. And Barbara, I mentioned this a little bit in the introduction. But what was I found unique about your team, and perhaps this shouldn't be so unique, but I liked the idea that you brought your community partners to the table at the summit and worked with them on developing this program. Can you speak a little bit to the value of doing that? This came about more in our impact collaborative as well, is it really brings um, a different perspective. In the impact collaborative, we brought on another person from Eastern Oregon Work Workforce Board. And the skill sets that we all bring really give a different lift to the um, team. And so we all have different connections in the community. We all have different skill sets. And so bringing all of us together and identifying what our roles are and those needs really does help us be more successful. Nikki and I have done programming together since she started and, and my job um, changed differently when we had a intentional, collaborative, well-defined partnership. And so this opportunity really helped us with a skill set and gave us some other tools to move us forward. We just organically started working together. And so this formally gave us some tools. We had never really been through training like this together as community partners. And so that really, in my opinion, really helped. And to that point, Nikki, what is your perspective on this? And what was your experience like at the Impact Collaborative Summit? Yeah, so, so again, like Barb said, just bringing us together and having us all at the table um, just, just brings so much value because from my perspective, I really represent K-12. Um, that arena, but then our partner from Eastern Oregon Workforce Board, she's coming with that lens of industry, the needs of our of our industry and business partners, and and then of course Barb in her role as a community organization. So bringing us together to to work on this on a project at the same time, and then having some of those different tools available to help us really really identify you know what are our goals, what 
is it that we're hoping to achieve with this project and really appreciated having the time to speak with some of the key informants. So that time to get some additional insight and perspective and kind of narrow things down a little bit, but then also having some time for just for us to, to discuss and work on things and, and uh, narrow things down. The other thing for me through that process was you don't always have, we had David, we had a coach and when we would get kind of in the weeds or stuck, Nikki and I are both involved in or passionate about sports. So that whole coaching model worked really well for me. I liked the term coach because he was alongside of, you know, wanting us to win. And so even with this grant, we asked him to review it and he gave us some really strong feedback. It's hard in a rural community to have those resources. We don't have resources like that available. Even within my extension office, I don't have resources, assistance and stuff to do that stuff. So having that coach piece, so Nikki talked about the key informants, but the coaching piece was great. And then to stay on board with him, his connections that he had. So that ripple effect to expand our capacity was was huge. That's great to hear. And the coach you've been referencing, I assume is David Keto. And he is out of the University of Wyoming. So he's been a trained innovation facilitator with our Impact Collaborative Program for, I think, about two years, maybe going on three years now. So another individual in that network that we are very fortunate to have. So Nikki, I wanted to put this one over to you. What was your experience like working with the key informants at the summit? You know, Aaron, to be honest, um, I can't remember all the specifics. I remember we had a couple of sessions that were were very positive and strong and that, you know, we were taking lots of notes, that there were a couple that that weren't as well, at least just just one that wasn't as strong. But but even where maybe we didn't get exactly what we were looking for we still knew that we needed, we needed support in that area. And we were able to, to talk to um, David, to our coach and, and um, together we were able to brainstorm some other resources that, that we could reach out to, um, to gain that support. And, um, and that was in the area of evaluation for our project. And Barbara, I'll put the same question over to you. What was your experience like with the key informants? So the key informant piece at first for me was a little frustrating because I felt like we came in prepared. <laughs> but then um, when they asked those difficult questions back to us and when they identified some of our gaps that we needed to work on, those were a huge growth for me, an area of growth that I hadn't have thought about, but also gave me the tools to come back. Even in evaluation, we felt like that was our weak area, but I was able to come back and put together an evaluation matrix for our team after we finished with some of our information. And then having David, you know, whenever it's about your project, you take a little bit more personal, having David as a listener and a coach alongside us to say, "Mm, I think they were saying this, or I don't think you need to talk to that key informant. You guys think you do, but you have that honed in. This is an area where I think you really need to talk to somebody. So asking those difficult questions, identifying gaps. And then also one of the last ones, it was reassuring 
that what we were trying to say about our project was getting across. One of our last ones said, you don't need to spend any time explaining your projects. I've read what you've written. We get, I get it. This is what I want to tell you. And so that was reassuring for me, for her to share that excitement, you know, about what we were doing, that, that we were on the right page. We heard a lot like you guys are, this is good. This is good work. And so both the difficult and then the reassuring um, feeling both those were great for me as a participant. Well, what you said about your project must have gotten across because your team was the recipient of one of the seed funding grants that eExtension offered at the summit. So your team received the seed grant funding grant for the Western region. Let me ask you, where does your team go from here? So we met with Aaron and um, talked about it. We were super excited. In the meantime, we got funding, additional funding to really do the heavy lift of this grant. And I'll let Nikki speak about what we're, who we're hiring. It pushed me. We really identified that we need more help with evaluation on the front end. I do minor evaluation on pre-post type of stuff, but not really a deep dive into evaluation. Our main priority for this was to get somebody to help us through that process of a really thoughtful, well thought out evaluation plan. And so to prepare for that, we worked on the matrix, which one of our team members was kind of, this is a good thing about a team. She was questioning things. And so it, because we've built this relationship through this project with her, it made me go back as, as one of the people on the team that that's kind of a role that I should be playing and work on it. And so um, we're ready to move forward. We, we better get our butts in gear. That's why we did this. It's like, okay, we got to do this interview. You were probably shocked to see that we picked Monday, but we're ready to roll. And um, we wrote the position description for the person we want to hire last week. And so it's very exciting, especially during these times, even more so it's going to hit our community where when we come out of this challenges we're facing, it's going to hit our community even more. So Nikki, I'll turn it over to you to share some of your insights on this and maybe share a little bit about the position that you're hiring for. We received additional funding from the Oregon Community Foundation from the Eastern Oregon Economic Development Board and also from the Eastern Oregon Workforce Board to, to support this initiative. And so with that, we are looking to hire an internship coordinator for an, and we have funding for a two-year position so that uh, we can really build that solid foundation for the program. And um, so we're looking to hire that coordinator as soon as possible, hopefully that we'll be able to have them start with the first of the year. And because we're looking to have interns in place this coming summer, summer of 2021. So um, we, have, we have a lot of work to do in a, in a short time frame. But like Barb said, with that seed grant funding, to really be able to use that to help us focus on um, the evaluation piece, which um, I think is, is really beneficial for us to the conversations that we've already had to um, make sure that we really know what it is that we are, we are um, looking to, to move, you know, that needle that we're looking to move and, and knowing how we're going to evaluate it as we 
go through the process and so that we can have that good measurement that I think will, will really help us as we communicate with our partners moving forward that will just help, again, build a really solid foundation for the program. Thank you, Nikki. And Barbara, I'll give you the final word here on your experience at the summit or anything else you'd like to add. I hadn't done, I mean, with virtual, I had done some summit work and I actually can't compare it to being face-to-face, but I, I'm always exhausted when I travel. So it was nice to be able, it was hard work, but I thought it was done extremely well. And in reflection, it was nice to be home and be able to have that downtime, you know, not traveling, not in a bed, not staying up late. And so not in a different bed. So I liked the remote opportunity. And I honestly don't know if we could have participated because of the cost to travel, if it hadn't have been. Um, we couldn't, you know, Erin Aaron had to ask permission to attend from her boss and explain what it was. So I think that's a benefit of keeping it virtual. Um, I did have, I've shared the opportunity with a couple different colleagues and we need to talk to our university about how they do get the word out. Maybe, I don't know, I haven't asked Natalie, maybe the, um, our director asked our regional administrators to identify teams. I don't know on the backside how our team got the invite, but I have a couple of colleagues who are like, that would be so helpful for us as a team. Mm-hmm. And so, and I appreciated, it wasn't really clear that we could invite community partners when we registered, but I'm always pushing the envelope. So I just put them in. And um, so that would be something that I would, say it doesn't have to be a whole extension team. That was a little intimidating. Like, oh, is it just me or the whole team? So that process was amazing. I don't know how they set up the coaches, but David was a good fit for us because he does understand rural remote. Unless you've lived it, that lived experience, you don't get it. Same as living in a big city. I could not explain what it's like to live in a big city. So David was a great fit for us on understanding, you know, the environment that we work in. So I don't, on the backside, know those things, but everything kind of aligned for us. We were a little hesitant because we are so busy. Nikki and I talked a couple times. We didn't sign up right away, right when we got the invite. We kind of, she's like, are we going to do this? And then I, I went to, well, if my boss sends me this, I probably should do it. If she thinks it's a good fit, I probably should do it. And so we did, um, we were different. We did meet face-to-face. Our team went to the ESD and did work face-to-face. So we had the virtual face-to-face work, which was great. Aaron was able to come down and we just stayed in a small group. And we did have one other person face-to-face, Nikki's colleague that attended as well. So I like how it brought, even if we didn't get the seed funding, I think it brought our team together and, and more focused, the whole. And then the tools, like I've gone back to the workbook numerous times to look at it. And working for OSU, I've never had an opportunity like that. With onboarding, we don't have evaluation support. We don't have grant writing support. So kind of feel like you're in the weeds all the time. So it was refreshing to get that learning experience and know that I can email and somebody will help from this 
this team or connect us. I just want to say thank you to both Barbara and to Nikki for joining me today. It was a pleasure to have you and thank you both for participating at the Impact Collaborative Summit. Congratulations again on receiving the seed funding for the Western region. For our listeners, just a reminder that if you go to extension.org, you'll see a calendar there right on the front page that says eExtension Foundation Member Calendar. And we have listed a significant number of our 2021 Impact Collaborative events right there on that calendar. And you can start registering for those events right now. So they are available and that includes our innovation skill building experience, our innovation facilitator training, and the October 2021 Impact Collaborative Summit. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful rest of the week.